Hello everyone and welcome to Indie Dev Chat, a live stream weekly show where I talk to fellow developers. If you're watching this on the stream, you may ask us any questions you have and we'll try to answer them. Furthermore, if you're on a podcast platform, please check out Mattball on YouTube if you want the absolute full experience with webcams, chat replay and more. This episode is a big step for the show and will mark the start of this podcast reaching other platforms. If you missed the stream on YouTube, you will now be able to listen to it on podcast participating podcasting platforms that you can see up there so uh, yeah today i'm here with sol and hey yeah we're gonna be uh having a nice chat about game development <laughs> um, <laughs> i hope it's about game development yes so uh obviously um you're a uni student um I am. so do you want to sort of give give us all a rundown about yeah sure so hi everyone i'm sol or games by sol you probably not heard of me i'm a small indie dev youtuber who and also a uni student at uni has to be games production which is basically just doing game dev as a uni course so it's pretty good mm-hmm. and yeah you can i'm pretty sure matt's linked me down below but you can check out my youtube and itch.io down below yeah and rob's already got a question <laughs> he said uh question so i can get to know soul if we went down the sub the sub the sub yes well done i can barely read <laughs> went down the pub with your mates what would they say about you oh that's a good question um they'd probably say i'm quite boring if i'm going to the pub because i don't tend to drink so i'd probably just be there with some water um you know what they'd probably say a lot of bad things just because that's who my friends are but um yeah i, I don't know i think they just say i'm a bit insane because i tend to work on a lot of projects at once when I should oh, yeah. probably just work on one thing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. That that's a that's a problem that a lot of people face, though, isn't it? Everyone yeah. accidentally does a bit too much sometimes. I mean, you know, I started uh, another little project thing. Uh, I don't really know where it's going. It's fun though. I mean, it's got boxes <laughs> and physics, <laughs> so it's already Perfect. it's already fun. Um, but yeah, no, it is. It's it's weird in the world of game development because you just you know, you just keep on like your creative juices don't stop. <laughs> once you're into no, it, once you go to sleep. It, yeah, once you're into it, you cannot like get yourself out at all. And uh, at all. Rob's asking again, uh, <laughs> what are you studying at uni? Because I don't think so. <clears throat> at university, I'm studying games production, which is basically games development, like every single aspect you can imagine of it, mm. except for audio. We do 3D modeling. Uh, creating levels slash demos. We do games design where we will look into like, why do players want to play certain games? And then we look into the industry itself. So we look at freelancing in the industry and getting junior positions and stuff like that. Sweet. And uh, I'm pretty sure we'll go into it more later. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stella's asking, uh, you have any games that you've created? I do have a few games I've created. You can check them out on my itch.io my most, or on my YouTube channel to see like the series I'm working on. My most recent game is Towers of Essence, a little voxel-based tower defense game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can find them all on itch. No major games yet, but my next two games, the next two projects I've got in mind, they will probably be quite big games that I'm working on. But Sweet. be more on that later as well, I assume. <laughs> well, that's, that's exciting. Um, yeah question from rob again rob rob's firing away with so many questions <laughs> i'm ready for these uh do you learn how to build engines 
at uni? Um, we do not learn how to build engines. We tend to just use Unreal. I mean, they did used to do Unity, but they stopped for this year. It's just Unreal Engine we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we might be learning about engine building next year, but I really don't think we are, which is a shame because I'd like to. Yeah, yeah. And Armin's asking, how did your first game go? If my first remember. game? <laughs> yeah, my first game. Um, so my first game was a little platform I made for myself. It did all right. It was okay. I made, I got some good feedback on it, but like, obviously you look back on it and you go, that game was really awful. Yeah. <laughs> that should not have been a full game. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, yeah. When, when you look back on your old projects, it's definitely uh, easy to see a huge change, yeah, which mm. which is really quite like, interesting. Because back when you start, you think, wow, this is the best thing in the world. And then <laughs> a couple, uh, couple years later and you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's the whole reason I've done the YouTube channel just so I could like track my progress throughout yeah. as I get on in the industry. Hopefully, I'll be able to go, oh, look at that awful first game I made, but look at me now, yeah. I'm making slightly less awful games. Like... <laughs> well, that 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 is the joy of game development is that you're constantly learning. Mm. So yeah, exactly, that's part of it. What tips do you guys have on releasing a game on Steam? I don't think Souls released a game on Steam. I have not. I know some little things thanks to uni, actually, but I'll let you take away from this one because you've actually released a game slash yeah. are releasing a game on Steam. Yeah. Well, tips I'd have. Um, you've got, obviously, engaging in your community as a whole anyway is really important. Um, <clears throat> but I think taking advantage of Steam's uh, like ability to post updates is really crucial because, obviously, that's going to be where your main traffic is from anyway, really. Like... You know, of course, it's going to be from social media and stuff, but there's a big chance, like, um, I don't know, there's a big chance that, like, a lot of your traffic could come through Steam, especially if you're quite small. Um, and, yeah, it's just important to keep updating, you know, mm. your, your community with what's going on and don't leave them in the dark because, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not a good idea. To um, add on to what you just said, one of the things that we found important was, like you said, commu- like how you interact with your community. And there's an example, and we looked at this in uni, and it was actually Jonas Tyroller who we looked at, which I thought was quite funny. Mm-hmm. But when he did his island game, he did one tweet on Twitter, just showcasing it a tiny bit, and it blew up. Like yeah. that tweet, he got so many retweets and likes for it, and it just goes to show you that even if you just show one little thing, it could really blow you up. So be, don't be afraid to share stuff. If you think it looks cool, share it out and make sure you link your steam on it and it will most likely get you some good views on steam yeah. and wish lists yeah and uh yeah, yeah it's like um one of the biggest rules even though this isn't necessary to do with releasing the game on steam itself but um is to make sure you always have a call to action whenever you post something related to your big game like if you just say like i don't know just made a cool fire effect or something like that and you posted a fire effect but you didn't give any like context to what it was yeah. from what it's for you know you're not going to get anything from it really you might get a couple of followers and a couple of retweets but in the end it's not going to be a huge I mean, you might get you might get questions that say oh what's this from but it's just easier if you like yeah. you said you just tell them it's from this yeah just give them a link to to follow it you know that's why yeah. websites are really quite helpful i think like uh yeah. websites are quite underrated by a lot of people i think when Game devs think websites. They don't really think that they would actually bring in a lot of traffic. But yeah, they they really do because you know SEO and stuff like 
you know, people search all these terms and then, you know, they your website could pop up and yeah. then you, you literally, it's like a hub. That's really helpful. Um, so I'm just laughing at Rob. <laughs> he is the question king. Yeah, yeah Rob said, uh, what would you do if game development was banned by the government? This is a hard... I saw this question the other day on Twitter. I can't remember who said it, but if game development was banned... Um... I think I'd want to be an author because that was what my what I first wanted to be before I realized That's game same, development yeah. was a real route. <laughs> that was yeah. what I, I just was wanted. Be. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember you saying that. It's just something about I think I'd always want to go into something creative. Yeah. And well, when I was younger, I wrote a short book, but it was basically me just copying a book I wrote and changing names of characters. But you know, it was critically acclaimed. You know, my teacher liked it. That yeah, five crit- stars. Very know. critically acclaimed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's the most surprising thing about being at uni? Another um, Rob. <laughs> that's a good question. If you want to do, if you want to do my course specific, because my course is taught a bit differently, it's how close you can get to your lecturers. Like for me, my lecturers don't feel like, oh my God, they're these, this entity who I can't connect with. They feel like your friends and I get quite friendly with teachers and such. Like I don't have an issue with that. So I'm quite friendly with all of them because on the one hand, they're really nice people. And on the other hand, like, I just know, like, if I have any, because they're all industry experts, like, they all have something in the industry. Um, I can always just say to them, like, hey, could you, any chance you know anyone who could give me some experience or anything like that? Give me any work opportunities? And they always will have an answer. Yeah. Um, if a uni in general, what's surprising me the most is, hmm. For me, it's just how much I enjoy the independence, I guess. Like, because I live, I'm living away from home because I'm from Liverpool and I'm currently in Nottingham and I really love being away. I just love having to do everything for myself. So I guess, but I didn't think I would, to be honest, because my mom is quite an overbearing mother. She likes to have her where she can and do what she can. So it's quite, quite a nice surprise, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And to answer your second question, I do not touch the uh, chewers. That is not allowed. Please, (laughs) please do not tell anyone that. How do you think about <laughs> learning only a specific branch of programming? Hmm. So a specific language? Yeah, I'm not. Sure, I'm just not sure what you're trying to say, Jaleco. Uh, if you can elaborate, that would be quite helpful. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So how has be how has uni life been for you? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question because of COVID. Oh, can I say that on stream? I think we can. I think you're fine. I'll, yeah, okay, I don't know. Um, I called. Yeah. So before the virus stuff set in, uni was fantastic. I was honestly loving it. Um, after the first, like the first term of uni for me actually was quite daunting, just because I'm from where I am back home. Like no one else does game dev. Like that was my thing. Yeah, same. For and me. I thought I was quite good. Yeah. So then going into uni and seeing loads of people doing it, and I just go, well, I am awful at this. So I had a really like tough time around Christmas, but then. One of my tutors, I was just talking to him for a while, and he's a board game designer. He just he released a board game on Kickstarter, and he got like two hundred grand funded. He's doing very well from yeah, yeah, he's doing. <laughs> but he was talking to me, and like he was meant to help me out. But then after a while, we just start talking about making a board game, and I was like, this is the place for me. So for me, uni's been fantastic. It's allowed me to meet new people of similar interests. It's allowed me to come out of my shell a bit, like a lot more. Like I've been actually going to, I went to clubs and bars. I don't do that. I don't. I hate that kind of stuff, but now I'm like, yeah, it's quite fun dancing to music with friends. You can't go wrong. Yeah. But um, 
after the virus saying <laughs> everything kind of changed a bit because obviously we're all just doing remote learning now and it's it's all right like i'm still getting to talk to my tutors like i would normally but just i do miss the in-person yeah. aspect of it because i just like being able to see them and talk to them because one thing that's about them is um they all like everyone's like full of ideas and i get quite hyped i'm not gonna lie like if, in game dev if someone tells me an idea for a game i'll be like "Ooh, tell me more tell, like tell me everything about it i yeah, want to yeah, know yeah, yeah. And it's the same with my tutors. Like one of them is making like a robot game. So I'm like, oh, can you tell me any more about that? And he sent me like five paragraphs about it. And I was like, I love this. This is why, I, this is why I'm happy to be at uni. Yeah, yeah. In all honesty. All right, Jaleco's elaborated. But you guys are in Game Dev University, right? So do you feel like it's a smart idea to mm. only learn a small part of what the whole informatics sector has to offer? Okay, I understand. I think... It, it really depends on you really i'd say because mm. if you're if you're in a if you've got a mindset or if you know what you want to do already like if you know yeah i definitely want to get into game development then yeah and you know like and soul seems to have maybe disconnected hopefully we're getting back um oh he's back <laughs> we're okay did I just die then? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You're you're okay. But yeah, um, sorry if that happens, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I I'd say if you're uh if you're really keen on a specific sector, then I think you know it's fine to go for it. But like if you don't really know like about yourself, like mm. you know, like maybe you're just like I like programming as a whole, but I don't know which one I like. You know, maybe a general, you know, computer science or something like similar to that would be you know good for you but i i mean i don't know i mean i'm i've chosen you know game game stuff for uni so we'll we'll see i mean i still do app development though like i still enjoy it but it's not something that i really want to have a job in like i think it'll like it would just be a bit boring <laughs> i don't know yeah. there's something about game dev that i really like like especially the narrative stuff like that's something that you wouldn't really get out of making an app and you know that's one of my favorite things yeah um oh okay rob with the his best questions assuming unlimited time and money what would your dream game be to make do you want me to answer that one first you can go for it go on um my dream game would probably be something like of a mix between stardew valley and animal crossing i love life simulation games like the sims as well those are like my favorite types of games to play because I just love simulating what's going on. Yeah. And Stardew Valley was an ins one of my biggest inspirations to go into game development because I just thought that game's phenomenal. It's one of my top game. I think it is my top game of all time. I don't think anything will top it for me. Yeah. So I'd love to be able to make a game like that. But so Animal Crossing elements, just, just shove it in with Stardew Valley. Just <laughs> get it in. Get some Sims elements. I see Starla's messaging me like, get them in there as well. Get Get that all in there. And see what I come out with in the end. It would be a bit of a pain because you'd have to have like dialogue branches. And I wanted, I would want to have like world building in it as well. Not like massive, just like, oh, there's a dilapidated building over there. Can we, can you go repair it if you get all these resources? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Sounds fun. Yeah. So yeah. What, about, what about you, Matt? <laughs> you see, Rob, <laughs> every time he's asking this question, my, 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 uh, my answer has changed every single time <laughs> because I don't know. I mean, I'd, it's yeah. just, I don't know. It's it's not something I've really thought about because you know, uh, I'm probably never gonna get 
<laughs> to to a point where I can make my own dream game. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> I, I'd probably say like you know I want something multiplayer. Um, I don't know what that would mm. be, but just something that's you know a, a multiplayer game would be my yeah. my dream because I I don't know there's something about multiplayer like especially with the you know it, it's getting bigger and bigger now and like it feels like you do kind of have to i feel like at one point like every, a lot of majority of game devs are going to have to do multiplayer just to yeah. survive because like people aren't as interested in online i mean as in single player as they used to be um which is a bit of a shame because they're also my favorite games so i don't know would you want to do a like battle royale multiplayer or like party co-op multiplayer type of game i'd say a co-op i feel like co-op yeah. brings a huge amazing element to yeah you can do so many elements there's so many there's so much you can do with it like yeah. mini games for example yeah <laughs> rob also asks do you use source control in capitals i do use source control i can hear the cheers from people everywhere now um yeah i because these udemy tutorials i did i learned about source tree so oh, yeah. i use so did i <laughs> yeah so I use Source Tree as well. And for my next project, I'll be using GitHub. Uh, just going straight to Git, just because it's easier to set up for me, my friend. I have used an industry standard one for Unreal Source Control, because Unreal Source Control is a pain. It's not very nice. Yeah. So I use a software called Pairforce, because there was this this guy recommended it to me. He's a he was like a developer in, in one of the big Liverpool companies. And he this is what he deals with. So he was like use this software it will save you all your troubles and we used it and it was it's brilliant like it's you can do it's basically source tree but for unreal but it worked really nicely yeah i mean it's probably so, been yeah. about four years since i uh since i touched source tree it's been so long yeah because yeah. i i used uh source tree and then i used is it GitLab? yeah GitLab, and then i used unity collab for like mm a month and i was like what is this and then uh yeah to github i was i was gonna use unity collab for my next project but then i remembered uh blackthorn prods he did a game jam with it with jonas and i just remember how they said like halfway through unity collab just broke and they yeah. lost like all the progress and i was like yeah i'm not gonna risk that i'm just gonna use github now yeah no i i, I feel like uh unity collab is a decent idea but especially, for, mm. I feel like it's mainly for entry level, really. Like, yeah. Because it's not, it's never gonna, you know, be the same sort of quality as GitHub and stuff like that. Is is because you know, uh, GitHub has like the unlimited repositories. It works for mm. everything as well. Like you know, it doesn't just work for like Unity projects. You can use it with like web development. You can use it for software development. It's really it's really helpful. And there's you know there's other stuff yeah. you can use it for as well, which makes it so powerful. And I feel like just having yeah. one hub, you know, GitHub, I guess, but you know, just one sort of way of doing everything is like it's super helpful, especially considering for me, like I was like I might one day you know do software development and then lo and behold i i did <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah i, I mean it, it's weird uh doing web i mean not web god i wouldn't <laughs> um <laughs> software dev and uh game dev it's because a lot of the things really they coincide with each other a lot and like working on uh software has really improved my programming like yeah like tenfold probably i'd say it's crazy you learn so many things and I think it's just because it's pe a lot of it is pure programming and not just like using 
like existing libraries a lot of it so yeah. you have to remake it from scratch for yourself and stuff and that's also fun that's how you learn more yeah. that's how you learn more as well isn't it yeah um rob also asks what about stardew is it that grips right. you? <laughs> i've been thinking of the answer for that one for a while um so first of all the mechanics of stardew just appeal to me as a as a gamer like i love farming mechanics i love and i love like making relationships with npcs i just think that's a really nice little extra touch like you give them a present and they're like oh i love this or i hate this and it's like perfect you've got a new friend but when you when you think about stardew one of the things that really grips me is just the well the person who designed designed it concerned ape i can't remember eric baron that's his name yeah i'm not sure if i pronounced the last name right but he did that by himself like he was a, he's a solo developer on Stardew and he created it all by himself and I just thought that was just inspiring to see. Yeah. Yeah, he spent how someone four years on it, didn't he? Exactly. He spent 4 years making this game and it was literally perfect when it came out. I don't think there was like any bugs at all when I when it came out. There might have been a few small ones but nothing major, but like honestly just everything about that game it just appeals to me and the person behind it just what he did I just thought was inspiring. I just saw Garrett and the. Uh, I just saw his question. Anyone else date Abigail? <laughs> uh, Penny was always the one I would go out with. I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been a while since I've uh, played uh, Stardew. Yeah. Please, yeah, and to answer Starless thing, please play Stardew Animal Crossing. You will, you will not regret it. They are perfect. They are. Yeah, no, Star Stardew games. is fantastic. I I soaked about like 60 hours into it in like a week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you know the first thing i got it was like whoop, all my time i bought it on switch when it came out and i was just like i've already got it on pc but i'm gonna be playing this all the time yeah you know that i'm the same i had it uh i had it like <laughs> i had it on the pc and then i got it on switch or it was the other way around i can't remember i had it on switch and then i bought it on pc something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite <laughs> funny um what's a new thing that you've learned this week by Rob. Sorry, I just saw a question before that was just, have you guys tried oh, Pico yeah, 8? I saw that. Literally, literally, as I was reading that. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can't leave Jaleco out. We have to get his answer in. <laughs> um, I've not used Pico 8. I know about it. Not touched it. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah, no. I I, uh, I don't think it really appeals to me that much. Um, I'm not sure why, but like, I don't really like 8-bit. Yeah you know or 16-bit or whatever it is like what bit yeah you know i don't like retro retro games really like i don't really? well it's not like i don't like all them, the, the gaming like, community right now is just like <gasps> yeah no i just i don't like making them i don't think yeah that's fair because i feel like it's just they're okay but like it's just <laughs> i, I want to do something bigger and you know like yeah, if you're if fair. you're constrained by retro for like it's bit more difficult so in some aspect obviously yeah. you know it completely depends but um what's the new thing that you've learned this week by rob Ooh. new thing anything that i learned you how to yeah. make a pressure plate a weighted pressure plate in like an hour <laughs> oh. and honestly it's the coolest thing it has like you know it it, it feels like i searched up a tutorial and i was like okay let's see what this is and it was just a trigger collider so I was like, seems a bit, seems a bit boring. Like I want to, I want to make it feel impactful in some way yeah. because I feel like, you know, like a, just having a trigger and then it's just an animation. It has no variable like change and it would just always be the same. 
So I just was like, okay, I'll see if I can make one with a with a, a bunch of rigid bodies and stuff. And then yeah. yeah, like probably less than an hour after I had this working pressure plate and it can call any function I want and stuff. And it's it is really fun. I That's cool. honestly the the work that I uh have done over this past week for this new little project that I'm working on, it's been like right now I'm in the uh like I'm trying a new approach to game development where um I I'm not sure if you've seen it, but they make like a scene and they put a bunch of gameplay mechanics in this one scene and then they just test out all these like mechanics and like then if you have it all in one scene when it comes to level design or you know puzzle design or whatever you're making like you mm. you can sort of you can go to the scene and draw inspiration from your mechanics you've made and you know how they work and stuff and i think it's yeah. just you know it's really fascinating because yeah no that's what i've learned <laughs> that's a very good that's cool i'm very Something I've learned. Um, let's see, what have I actually... Oh, yeah, here's a good one. So I've learned about like using data structures and data tables with Unreal Engine, which is really powerful. Like You can make an inventory system just literally by throwing an Excel document into Unreal, and it's done. Yeah, that's it's like, handy. It's pretty beautiful. Yeah. I mean, if I was to say anything else that I've learned, I learned how to uh, integrate a custom user authentication system for my software mm. and json serialization <laughs> i learned so much this week uh, i hate serialize anything to do with serializing i hate, hate you know it. what i've actually i've got a bit more of a warmth for it now i used to hate really? it but like i sort of when you get the hang of it it feels quite cool like because you yeah. can just you can make this file like into whatever you know extension that's like you search it up and you're like how do you serialize to a pdf and it's like there you go <laughs> it's like, oh okay that sounds okay i just remember when i had to do it for one of my for my app i released like having to do like actual saving data and yeah. all that stuff i was just like i have no idea what i'm doing i just followed a brackish tutorial and then like i think halfway through near the end it just goes if you don't know what you're doing i had no idea either so don't worry like I, he's just basically admits like he doesn't have a clue what he's doing he just knows it works yeah. so i was like yeah that's that's good enough i'm just gonna stick to the fact i have no idea what this does it just saves data and i can kind of use it to say what i want but yeah. it's good enough it's good enough yeah well yeah i, I would yeah. agree <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i don't know it's, it's quite interesting <laughs> hmm. uh question from rob again <laughs> have you learned any software design patterns such as a gang of four solid dry yagni yeah yeah etc i haven't heard of yagni but i've heard of the others uh dry is don't repeat yourself and oh. i can't remember what solid is but i, I remember dry and wet code make sure your code's dry <laughs> and not wet it was one thing that always mm. stuck with me the the only one I've really learned, I guess, is like, I'm not sure if this is an official one or has a better name. It's just from Udemy again. It's like the onion de like design pattern. So basically you go in layers. So the inside is like the core of your game. Yeah. And then each extra layer is just additional things you add on and on. But with those other ones, I actually haven't. I mean, that dry one, that's pretty, that's a pretty good one. That's yeah. A, I remember that one. I, I, you see, I remember it was one of, it was probably the first thing I learned like ever in programming so mm. yeah it stuck with me <laughs> i'll make sure to uh note these all down <laughs> so i know what to do if you were to remake towers of essence what would you do differently or the same good question um if i was to remake towers of essence 
I would probably invest more time into the pathfinding algorithm just because because I followed the tutorial and I was brand new to learning like pathfinding. I don't have as much control over it as I'd like. I mean, I learned pathfinding in my A-levels doing computer science, so I knew what the algorithm was all about. But they used one where I think they used either Dijkstra's or A-star. One of them basically doesn't let you add anything extra on. So we you call them like heuristics. So I can't remember which one it is. Maybe maybe Rob will know. Rob seems to know everything. So I'm hoping Rob, Rob might know. Or you might know. But um, so one of them has like heuristics. So it's like, so there's like four routes from one path. And like this route is 10. This route is to have 10. This route's worth 20, 30, 40, right, yeah, 50. Yeah. So you have to take take the shortest route. So you'd initially go, oh, 10 shortest. So I'm going to do that one. And you go, yeah, that makes sense. But then you throw heuristics on it. So heuristics, like think about like traffic in a road. Yeah. So this one that has 10 actually has the worst traffic. Like it's got 200 worth of traffic. So you go, okay, well, that one's trash. And then the one that's worth 50 has like 10 traffic. So you just go, yeah. I'll do that one. That's explained awfully. I hope that makes sense to someone. But basically, the the pathfinding with it just wasn't what I wanted. It was way too, oh, you, you don't really have control. Like, you can't really do a lot. I mean, there are ways I could have cheated with it, but it just wasn't very nice. Yeah. If I had to do anything else, I would probably not overscope with it because i think that burnt out my passion for it like halfway through because i wrote down all these amazing ideas it was maybe a much bigger game on my first release on steam but i should have from the start said this is not going on steam because i knew it i realized like halfway through this game will not do well on steam that's yeah. it just wouldn't do well like it, it's just not the type of game for steam because i don't see i feel like tower defenses are probably better like on mobile something just something you can play on the go yeah so, and because I wasn't making it for mobile, I was just like, well, this is not going to do well on Steam. Let's just make it a tech demo, put it on itch, see how it does. And there's a video coming out. On, can I, I'm going to link it now. There's a video coming out on Saturday where I explain how well it did on itch.io. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> it's, it should be pretty did, good. Didn't you say it was a, a different style than uh, before? Yes. It, have I, let me know if it dies because it keeps going dead. Um, it is a different style. I'm, trying to focus more on like i know it sounds a bit weird because you should always focus on it for youtube but like i'm trying to get a better audio experience for people watching my videos so um well just do a rob lang I, and just like whisper into the mic well he's the one he's the one who gave me the idea for it. i'm sorry rob i've stolen your idea because you said you whisper so you can record like in the early hours of the morning and i was like that's such a good idea i can record at any time as long as i just talk really quietly into my mic and do that so i was like Okay, so I did some learning on how to make my audio better with Unre with uh, Audacity with and how to use the mic better. Yeah, Unreal, Jesus. Yeah, Unreal, I've been using Unreal a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Imagine but yeah, I read up videos up. with like <laughs> you make you make a, you make something well, with Unreal, Unreal just has, videos. It has like a cinematic editor, so you can edit clips yeah, in it. Yeah. But I would not recommend it. It's <laughs> oh, it's the bane of my existence for last year. That was the worst thing, but. I was reading up on how to use Audacity better and how to like actually record audio better. And I was like, okay. So I listened to it today because I edited it today. And I was like, this audio sounds pretty good, actually. So I think this video could be like top quality. I'm hoping. I really am. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that's the joy of YouTube is you just hope half the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Ty says, how many 
How many times have you used caps lock since your self-teaching <laughs> experience? Okay, I'm going to give everyone a little uh, insight on this. So as I was making that program, I didn't use caps lock once. I'd, I'd already stopped myself using caps lock. Like, I basically made that program for no reason at all. There were, I didn't use caps lock once. Like When I, I checked out a tweet where I was using it, I had to like really force myself to use it. I was just like... I can use shift easily. I mean, it was a fun, it was a fun program to make and all my flatmates. Um, did I just cut off then? No, no, no. I'm just, uh, trying not to expose myself. Yeah, no, go on, go on, keep going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> when I was playing, cause obviously I think I turned it down a lot for the video. All the sounds were like the highest they could be. So I had people walking past my room going, what is that? One of my flatmates came in, he was like, what have you made? So I showed him and it was just like screaming. <laughs> and it was screaming like random memes I'd found online at him. And he was just like, okay. He's like, did you use caps lock during it? I was like, no. So basically to answer your question, I don't use caps lock. I feel like someone else here does. There's no shame. I was a caps lock person. If you, <laughs> if you want a fantastic program to stop you using caps lock, I can, I can hook you up. I know a guy who's made a program. <laughs> but but it's, it's so nice i like the caps lock <laughs> uh, yeah i, I was just um sorry i've just got an addiction to rapidly tapping the caps lock now yeah so you get sticky keys popping up at you as well no i've turned sticky keys off Stick, okay. good yeah yeah that's good i was just um scrolling up from the chat and first of all rob did rob did have an answer for dykstra and a star <laughs> um not which one has heuristics, though. That's going to annoy me. But he asked another question before, which I just thought could be important. Is there a difference between the game dev I do for uni and what I do for YouTube? Which I thought, cool question. Okay, and there is there is actually a big difference because uni, we have like set briefs. Like you need to make a game based on this and you need to 3D model things based on this. And they want using specific software. So I just... Uni stuff is uni stuff. Personal YouTube game dev is personal YouTube game dev. I'll use whatever software I want for that. Like one of our briefs at the moment is we have to. There's a series of games called Cube Escape by Rusty Lake. Oh, yeah. if, not sure. If, have you heard of them? Yeah. Is I it have, free? Yeah. They're fantastic puzzle games. I played all of them within a few days because we had to. Uh, they are honestly amazing. We have to re we have to remake one or add a new one to the series. And I was like, well, I'll add a new one, and I don't want to remake something that's already there. It's too easy. But um, they say, okay, we have to use Unreal. And I was like, okay, cool. And I went, if you want a 3D model assets for it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll use Blender. They're like, you can, but we'd rather you use three, we'd rather you use Maya, Autodesk Maya. And I was like, okay, I'll try out Maya. Maya's not very good, not a fan. Blender's the way to go. Yeah. I feel like Blender just has so much more uh, resources Blender's out beautiful. there as well. Yeah, it does. Blender's it's so, so much more user friendly. It. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really used anything other than Blender myself. Hmm. Uh, Wouldn't recommend anything. <laughs> <laughs> Blender's the top know. tier one for me. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Blender's just, it's quite easy to use. Like I can sort of understand exactly what I'm supposed to do. You know? mm. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it exactly. Um. Who do you look there? Who do you look up to in game dev? Like another question not, by Rob. Not allowed to say Stardew. And you're not allowed to yeah say the Stardew. What a shame. Um, 
if we're looking at developers, I'd probably say the Super Hot team because that's also another one of my top games of all time, Super Hot. Right. I just think I don't know what it is about, but I just think like it's such a simple mechanic they did. Like you know, time only moves when you move. Okay, cool. But they do it so perfectly. Like oh, yeah. it, they they do it splint. Like it's amazing. Like that mechanic just makes me so happy when I see it used in games. And last year in uni, one of our assignments was okay, um, make a level based off a mechanic you like and i was like well i'm gonna do time only moves when you move then and i did it and i was like what's super hot missing is so why i added parkour into it as well because i was like slow motion wall running sounds amazing yeah but yeah super hot um who else? i don't know i've never really thought about that um i'd say there's some game dev youtubers i look up to like quite a bit because they do similar stuff to what i do um i think one of them is definitely dev duck you've had on ben. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had him on. He's honestly one of my, he's one of my favorites to watch. I just love his like chill vibes. Yeah, he's so chill. He's you can just you put on one of his videos and you could just chill yeah. out. It's so nice. Exactly. Because they're um, long as well. I think that's what I like. Like they're not yeah. like short ten minutes, just like for the lols sort of thing. Like yeah, a lot exactly. of others are. Like it's literally down to earth. Ben just hmm. chill discussion. It's quite nice. Exactly. And it's the same for Thin Matrix as well. Like his videos were like the first ones I probably started watching. And because uh, one of my friends, his name is Thomas Lav, I've been friends with him for years, and he's an art director for a company in uh, Croatia. And he went to me, "Hey, have a look at have a look at this YouTube channel called Thin Matrix." And I was like, "Yeah, okay." And I was like, "Wow, this is this is brilliant!" Like the way he does it, like he just does really nice videos, lovely like voiceover. That really inspired me to like want to do more and plus because he did it was equilinox the first one i saw for him and i was like that's such a low that's like it's a lovely low poly art style and i was like it looks really simple obviously he makes <laughs> his own engine and he does so much for it so i was like yeah it's not simple but like it looks perfect like yeah, yeah and yeah. default answer i guess like i guess everyone i watch on youtube like the game dev ones i watch on youtube i guess everyone's inspired me because i see like what you're making like you released millions of minions on steam i was like i want to put a game on steam now <laughs> that looks really fun uh garrett's doing his lovely procedural world uh, he's got his game uh strong by three yes yeah sorry i'm very bad um but he's got the lovely like skyboxes and it just looks gorgeous and i was like well i want that in tiles of essence and there's just loads of people i watch where i go yeah these people inspire me and i can't i of course can't forget jewel wielded who is in the chat right now oh his doing is the funniest <laughs> yeah i love so You're, much his videos actually really re are really nice because um honestly i don't love videos that are all about the lols i just get a little bit little bit cringed out by some of them when it's just lols because i just think i want to know what you're making and how it's going i want to see i want to see stuff but then julia comes across with this lovely like combination of both like he goes here's some lols but then he goes but here's actually how it's going and i'm like that's that's a really nice combination yeah to do it. yeah it's sort of a similar way to how danny uh danny has his like yeah it's a exactly. like he, he has really funny moments and then he also has like you know the chill like you know sort of you've yeah. got to rem remember though with danny like he's got a an audience of both game devs and a lot of gamers as well like it's not yeah, just exactly. one or the other so like he's got to keep his fun and try not to get too technical which yeah exactly yeah which is definitely a combat um a combat like an experience that you really have to yeah. combat like it's, it's not not easy um when it comes to youtube stuff because you have to like, I feel like danny's it. like 
yeah, I feel like he's balanced it very well because initially when he started doing more lols, I was like, I'm starting to miss like seeing some of the technical side. But then when he's getting onto like the level building and he's showing how that's all working, I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is what I like to see, like all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what kind of like mashup games? Sorry, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just gonna say mashup games just made a brilliant point here. Like people are trying to copy him and recreate it by being funny and haha, game go burr. Which I think is really true. Yeah, I no, think yeah. There's a so lot of true. people that try to recreate uh, Danny's stuff, um, mm. and I think that's a. Uh, it's quite sad to see, really, because you know, I, what the joy of you know the game dev community is that everyone has something unique about them and something attractive. Yeah. But like, if you're <clears> just copying exactly off of what Danny does, it's really, it, it's it takes away from you as a person. I think exactly. Yeah, you know, well, not you as a person. That sounds really mean. But, you, know, like... <laughs> you lose part of your soul to trying <laughs> trying to copy Danny. Yeah. Um. No, you're definitely right. Like, I think I was probably gonna try and do a more funny type of video, but when I did it and I released it, I was like, this is just not me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like editing I, I, that I much. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm an editing uh, hater. I don't like it. I, I just, I, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't find any enjoyment in it really. I used to, yeah, but so. it just sort of went away because it takes so much time. And, exactly. Like, I, I, I'd rather to... do game development and stick to what I'm yeah. lo loving to do. Um, yeah. Uh, so that question from Rob: What kind of game really annoys you? Do you want to go first on that one, Arthur? Think. What game? What kind of game annoys me? Um, games that try to be too much like another one, like they try to recreate a previous experience or something like that. That's that's what uh, irritates me personally, because mm. like it just feels like I don't know. I mean, you can sort of tell when it, a lot of inspiration has been taken from another game, or like if there's a sequel to a game like it's just a sequel just for the sake of like clout sort of thing rather than actually yeah, making yeah. the game for the community you know like yeah, some no, sequels are done really well but there are there are a lot of sequels that have just been remakes but like mm. updated graphics and then two more mechanics or something it's like you know yeah. it's just the same thing <laughs> i don't know yeah that's a good point for me for me, I'd probably say, like, I know this probably makes me sound lazy, but, like, long games, mm -hmm. they annoy me. Like, games that are, like, 30 hours long, I get having a good, like, having a good story is important. Yeah. But, <laughs> honestly, like, I've got stuff to do. Like, I've got such a bad game backlog at the moment, and I just yeah, keep same. adding more games to it. Yeah. So like, I prefer, like... With the Watch Dogs and stuff, like, Watch Dogs oh, came yeah. out, played it for a couple of hours... And then Teardown came out, which is an indie game. Uh, yeah, I've seen about, about Teardown. Like, just ripping fun. apart loads of voxels. And then, like, you know, there are already games in my backlog. And then I've got to do exactly. game development and app development. Exactly. And planning things. And it's just, like, I don't have time to yeah. <laughs> to game all the time. Like, I really, I really, really enjoy... Uh, a lot of the AAA titles. Um, mm. I, I personally don't really play that many indies unless I really think that it's like great. Like because yeah, it's not that I it's not that I don't like the creators or anything like that. It's literally <laughs> just because I just don't find indie games as enjoyable as I do with AAA and like especially yeah, single no, player ones. Because I like to sort of just 
I like having my own chill moments. When I play games, I like to have my... that. That's like my own time, and I'll just game. Yeah. And I think, you know, like, uh, with Watch Dogs, you know, that's been pretty fun because I could... Uh, I can just take a couple of hours and just literally yeah, drive yeah. around London. And it, it's really weird <laughs> to play a game set in London that's not really old. Isn't it know? weird? Yeah, like, I've, I've been to some of the places that have, like... Yeah, exactly. Camden, like Camden, and I, like... and I was like, "Whoa!" And uh, what was it? <laughs> uh, Covent Garden as well. Like, that, yeah. I, when I went there, I was like, "What have they done? <laughs> what have they done to the place?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, um, I like, like you were saying, but like, because with long games, some of them give you like an indication of how far you are yes, through it, and I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, that's that's perfect." Like, yeah, like, they I'm give you a play percentage. The... Yeah, there is a great because I can say, "Okay, well, I've got like." a bit a little bit longer left to play i can do that but then there are some games which the longer i go through trying to complete it i start to really really hate it even if it's got a great story i just go i just want this game to finish yeah i just want to get on to the next game yeah which is i guess which is why i like simulation games because there's no ending i can just pick up for a few hours put it down which is what i've been doing granable crossing recently i just once a week i just go on it spend like an hour doing up my island and i'm like okay that's it I'm yeah. quite happy now I can turn it off. Yeah, I feel like the the issue that a lot of developers are facing is that gamers say that they want long games, right? Mm. That they they always want a lot of games, but actually they don't want longer games. They just want the content in the games. And you gotta remember, yeah. like, with gamers, of course they're they're gonna like you know, they don't really know it themselves because they're not it's not part of their job to sort of study that sort of thing so they'll just say it you know they'll be like oh it's too short you know or mm. it's you know that not many people really say it's too long there's not a lot of people that say that but actually i think it's something that is you know it's like a, an unspoken thing isn't yeah, it yeah yeah like no one really it's like a taboo almost like you don't say it but everyone is probably thinking like yeah, this game is a little bit too long. Yeah. Well, I don't have too many issues with long, long games. And it, it, it sort of depends, really. Because for me, I just sort of spread it out so much. So I guess it doesn't really mm. matter to me. And like when, yeah. when, when I do buy a game that's like, let's say, like, you know, £45 or upwards, you know, I want that game to last me a good while. Yeah, because, fair. you know, £45 yeah. isn't just... <laughs> You know, it's not like nothing. It, it's. I it's, wish I had forty-five pounds. You know, it's a. Uh, it's just a. Like when I buy a game, I expect the game to sort of equal the amount of money. Really, mm. like, you know, as as uh, Ollie just said here, I really want to play Witcher Three, but that one hundred plus hours of gameplay just seems too daunting to me. I yes, exactly. RPGs yeah. are one of those types of games that it's like you can soak so many hours into it. And if, mm. like, you know, the ending to the game is, like, the worst, like, you know, you just don't really want to play it. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, I've... Sorry, go on. No, no, you go. I was going to say, I've recently just finished Witch, Witcher 3. And honestly, that was a task. That was a, <clears throat> a really hard task to get through. One reason I, I didn't exactly love the game, <laughs> it was cool and all, but I just thought... In it, the movement's really slow, I feel. Like, Gerald yeah. feels really clunky. And, like, his running is awful. He runs, like, two seconds and he's tired and you can't increase it. So I was just like, well, I can't really traverse around the map quickly because I'm running so slow. But, yeah, yeah. that 100 hours of gameplay, it 
really really hated it it took so long to finish that game yeah me personally i just didn't like the combat of the witcher yeah the I combat's just, a bit I, iffy on it as well i was just like yeah there's i was gonna say like gta 5 for me like it's a it's got a long a longish story i'd say i'm not sure how many hours it is i feel like yeah. it's 36 it's quite a long which one. is it's quite a long game but because there's so much to do in free roam don't it doesn't bother me i guess that's like what mm-hmm. depends me like if there's a good if there's good extras to do on the side of the main story i'm quite happy yeah um like uh, assassin's creed black flag was a game i played i finished recently which is a beautiful game i feel like the, i'm not sure how long the story is it feels like a bit after a while it just feels to drag on a little bit but because there's so much to do on the outside you can just go sailing on your ship or yes, doing or having yeah. like pirate battles like it's perfect like i can go oh i don't really want to do this mission right now let's go shoot some ships and see what happens it's quite fun yeah 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 no hidden blade brought so so much entertainment like yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i wonder if that's gonna be back in valhalla i don't know i have no idea i think think they they said but i think there's an image of it you see my only like problem with Mm. assassin's creed at the moment now it's like they've it's just turned into an rpg like it's yeah like don't get me wrong the game's still quite fun and i don't actually i i still enjoy the games but like they just mm. you know, it feel like it's assassin's creed it feels like a different franchise like you yeah know, like i don't know it just it doesn't feel like i'm an assassin <laughs> like it just feels like i'm this brute like attacking everyone which yeah it's kind of against what an assassin it's is kind of be- yeah just, which i get you know, i get what you mean with that completely but i don't know i mean i like to be immersed into the world and like i feel like you know it's something that assassin's creed sort of lacks a little bit like it's it's I feel quite, like it's lost it it's quite hard to get immersed in the world when like you don't really feel like an assassin like that i like stealth yeah. in games like stealth in games is like abs- my absolute favorite thing in the world hitman. like i just i just love it it's so fun mm. exactly yeah hitman and but it's just i don't know they just took away the stealth part really like you know no, get... there's still aspects of it but it's still it's like the focus now is just kill everything whereas before yeah. it was like i don't know you know it's hard to know i mean i can't really remember because like it was so long ago that i played the originals so yeah i mean well, I... maybe if i replayed them i'll probably feel differently but i don't know after black flag i went straight on to playing origins just because i've never played it before and i was like i actually thought it was quite fun having like customizability to your character yeah. no i think it was really fun but it was just it's just different but you're you are right like you are missing that aspect like because there's more ways to like finish a mission where you could just literally walk in and kill everyone if you wanted to rather than in like black flag you could just you more or less have to do it stealthily otherwise you will just die quite quickly yeah um you are completely right about that like they just lost the, like i felt more immersed as playing uh in black flag than i do in origins just because i feel like i am an assassin i have to act like an assassin where as in origins i'm like i can be an assassin if i want to but if i don't want to i can just grab a massive like battle axe and just kill people with that instead yeah i feel like what they need is a different difficulty option because that i feel Mm. like that would be how it would work really well because yeah that'd be a good thing if they had or maybe not a difficulty option. Maybe they could have a different type of thing called like a, uh, I guess a gameplay option. You know, I don't know what they'd call it, but like just a way to switch between 
like a stealth mode heavy or like an attack mode heavy because yeah, you... the reason they're doing it is to appeal to a broader audience which i understand you know it makes sense but hmm. they are removing what was to me the best part of assassin's creed initially you are right like no you're right with yeah and um i think uh madbook said aren't all games just a recreation of previous inspiration like the whole there are no original ideas <laughs> thing that's that is true yeah. but like i feel yeah. like you know that that was my sequel uh idea like i feel like when it's too close of a recreation it's like that's an issue there's, yeah there's like there's a se- there's like a separation between it being a recreation and being inspired by something yeah like having many good examples but like modern day chess as it is now it didn't just come out of nowhere like it came from hundreds and hundreds of years ago like there's like early origins of chess was like stuff like that like they'd using like battles back in back in the day i was gonna say but when i say back in the day <laughs> i mean a long a long time ago yeah i feel like, like uh i don't think you were alive back then <laughs> no i i don't think i, I mean maybe you might have, you might have evolved um, yeah exactly exactly um like 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 you said it wasn't a chess isn't an original idea but it's not i'm not gonna go up to like whoever created chess and be like you've just copied off this ancient war game who who do you think you are like it's there is a difference but you are right there are like some games that you just go you've clearly just copied off this and just gone oh it's it's different like i feel like do you know temtem yeah that's like for me was very much on the border of being <laughs> this is pokemon but with multiplayer but i think it is i do think it has enough differences for it to not be but it's very much on that border of inspired slash recreation like what is it yeah yeah i don't know it's a it's a challenge that developers have to face mm. like it's you know it that's how it is um you know and and i feel like we, we will get better with that I think, yeah. you know, it's something that you just sort of learn. But at but least like, from a AAA company, you do expect a sequel to be vastly different to the previous one. Well, like I was going to I was gonna say, like Insomniac right now, they're making uh, Spider-Man 2 with Miles Morales. Yeah. They came under a lot of fire, like when it first got announced, saying this is just DLC. And they were like, no, no, it's a sequel. I know it's different enough. Yeah. But no, I would agree, me- actually. I feel like the fact that they're it's it's because it's uh subtitled as mars morales right yeah it's like it takes away from spider-man like you know the the first one uh marvel spider-man was the name mm. and that was definitive right but this feels like yeah it just feels like they they could probably have just called it mars morales and yeah i feel like that would have been a much better route to go down um but I, I do think maybe it'll be a lot i don't know i don't know how it would be a lot different though because it just i mean miles miles has his like own powers and stuff so they, they'll have those extra mechanics but like is that really enough if they just gone oh yeah. here's spider-man but he has more mechanics he can do a few extra things yeah i, f- I feel like you know mm. like the it's just spider-man it's because it's set in the same setting each time and that that is yeah the problem. Exactly. like that that's the problem that developers will face obviously because obviously it is set in mm. new york and i guess yeah you know, that's how they have <laughs> to do it but i feel like it would be interesting to have it where 
rather than being set in New York, you're actually set in some other place. Like, you know, like, um, what was it? Uh, like Spider-Man Far From Home, you know, whilst the movie itself wasn't the absolute greatest, you know, it was set, like, outside of New yeah. York, you know, and that that's why it felt a lot different. So I don't know. Yeah, no, you are. You're definitely right about that. Except I do, I do quite like Far From Home. So. Well, no, I did too, but like, I don't think it was. <laughs> it, it feels like each iteration of the new Spider-Man, like they're getting closer and closer to the good one. But like, it just like mm. the first one felt, it felt decent, and the second one felt, yeah, and then yeah. the third one. Hopefully, I really hope they get it because you know, the third one is the last, you know, the last of this yeah. trilogy. That's what they've said. I think it will be. A- I think if what the rumors about it are true, it will be pretty good. Yeah, well, we'll see. But, you know, mm. <laughs> I really hope. <laughs> um, so do I. <laughs> I think computer games have the ability to be completely new, but they are high risk. Wolfenstein was like nothing that came before. Elite, Ultimate, they, they are all, they are plenty that is cut off. <laughs> there are plenty in the modern era. It's rare because the cost is high and the risk is high yeah mm. okay yeah it's that's like talking about like making a brand new game like a brand new ip is a big risk because you don't know how it will go down which is very true but sometimes i guess I guess more developers need i don't know it's, it's a hard question because you can't just say like more developers need to take that risk because that's people's livelihoods at stake <laughs> yeah everyone just risk like, it just take, yeah just just risk it see how it goes but but isn't that no it is it's, indie developers that's kind of our role in the industry i think is to take yeah. these risks and to move away from the normal medium and well it's what indies have to do really because if we if indies don't create something that's different or got something new to it yeah well then you're not going to be, be compared. Exactly. yeah you'll just yeah. be compared to another game and i feel like you know triple a's take inspiration from the successful indies you know mm. we, we all take inspiration from each other in the whole industry yeah. as a whole and it is definitely in the indie's job to deviate from the norm because otherwise you you will not get noticed. There are ten thousand games yeah, exactly. released on Steam, you know, each year m- minimum now. Like it's going it's going up crazy. And I I dread to think how many have been released in twenty twenty because of the whole mm. COVID like thing. You know, I guarantee it's probably in the at least fifteen thousand or m- probably even more than that. Well, yeah, people are at home. They have time. Yeah. A lot of them will have time to make games. They're going to be like, okay, well, this can just go on Steam. Yeah, and the games industry so, as a whole has grown by, what is it, 30% since the start of it's the pandemic? It's very oversaturated. Yeah, it's, it's mad. Um, so, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but to use the chess example, it's existed for thousands of years, but it's been iterated on a tiny amount lots of times to cre- recreate mm-hmm. the same experience better yeah that is true i guess i don't know i guess chess was a bit of a bad example compared to like a triple a game but it, it, it's just a, it is just a difficult question really like yeah it, i guess it just depends on pe- like person to person maybe like where's yeah. the cutoff between copy and oh no they're just taking inspiration from that game that's fine because we could look at the miles morales game for example and you could go oh that's just a copy of the first one i could say no it's not it's just inspired it's just inspired by the first one but it's just got a few extra mechanics into it that's all yeah, yeah. like 
it's a hard question to answer really there's no definitive answer we're never going to find exactly. it because there are so many games out there we're never going to know really yeah. you know you'll have you'd have to search through every single game and uh, by which point you'd probably be <laughs> about 90 so then there'll be no point i think that's what makes game jams quite special though you know i think yeah. getting given a random theme oh it is, it is does just bring something new out of people yeah like, yeah um and a great mechanic a great like game i don't know what you call it actually like an application i guess uh made by games plus james he made like a game jam generator and it would give you like two themes and it would say we want an action game that does this and i think that's great like if you don't know what to make or you want to make something short i'd just download that and be like okay well here's here's an just click it and you go okay we want you to tell a narrative game that's about zombies and you're like okay first idea that comes to my head would probably be something like the walking dead telltale series yeah. then you go but i can't recreate that so then <laughs> i just think i think game jams and the things like that just inspire new ideas from people honestly yeah no i agree well uh we've actually got to the end of the episode somehow oh. that flew that by it always does it did fly. um <laughs> that's yeah. a surprise uh, we'll hopefully have you on again in the future. I'd love to be great. on again. Uh, but yeah, so thanks so much, Sol, for uh, joining us for, for for this episode. It's been a grand, grand episode. And uh, yeah, Thank you're you for having me. Uh, say hello to the Spotify fans for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's quite crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is a bit strange. Um, mm. but yeah, so thank you everybody for. Uh, tuning in uh if you did enjoy make sure if you're on youtube you subscribe and if you're on any other podcasting platforms then be sure to follow the podcast or however they do it i i'm not entirely sure how it works i think you could just follow and rate follow Follow and rate yeah just just do do whatever you do on your podcast platform to support us and uh yeah uh i'll see you next week where i don't know who I'm talking to. I, I'm <laughs> hoping it's Ollie, uh, mashup games, but we shall see. Um, but yeah, mm. thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And thank yeah, you, everyone. We'll uh, see you in the next one. Bye, everyone. Bye.